Yeah, I used to say this all quite frequently. Let me see your chiclets. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this getting a grip on the basics, it is an amazing tool. It's designed for 13 weeks, 13 sessions, but I promise you, it could be 26. <laughs> it could be a half a year's worth of, of fellowship. Because the joy isn't just through going through the mechanics of teaching of, uh, of the subjects. It's you imparting as a disciple both the word and your experience. People profit by our experiences. You know, they say that some of the, our children, the children in a home, follow more the actions of the parents than the words of the parents. They really do. Amen? Open your Bible this morning, if you would, to Romans chapter 5. The, the book of Romans chapter 5. And we're going to pick up there, if you would, Rich. <clears throat> but I want to show you something in a minute, again, just to remind you of something. How many knows what this is? A bag of, pack of seeds. Amen? It's a pack of seeds. What kind? Oh, how do you know it's tomato seed? Because the picture depicts... The contents. Amen? Now, I can't open up this bag and start eating this as much as I would love to. Amen? <laughs> Something's got to happen in order to see this come to fruition. Right? Many things have to happen to get it to this place where I'm going to enjoy the fruit of it. The Word of God's the same thing. The Word of God's the same thing. Words paint pictures. Amen? Fudge ice cream. What do you see? <laughs> Headache. <laughs> Diabetes. <laughs> Holy Spirit, thank you for your love and for your faithfulness to us. Glory to God. <laughs> thank you that you are everything the Word of God says you are, because you are God. But that we have the confidence this morning that what Jesus said about you, Holy One, is absolutely true. It was better for him to go back to be with the Father so you could come and habitate in us Jesus said to his disciples, the Holy Spirit is with you, but the hour is coming when he will be in you. And we have that privilege this morning. As your sons and daughters, we appreciate you so much. As Pastor Tim had prayed, the Holy Spirit, teach us this morning. Teach us and help us grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because Paul, and I pray this over us this morning, that you would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. And the benefit of that, the benefits, Father, would be that we would know the hope of our callings, 
the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe and the glory of our inheritance in Christ. Thank you for that revelation in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. <clears throat> Something just came to me as I was sitting here before we delve into this. and <clears throat> We need to always remember that God is for us. Amen. I love the first songs we sang. Uh, the possibilities of what God, all things are possible with God. Amen. All things. Absolutely all things. Anything and he said in his word is possible. Even if it looks like this. All things are possible. Every promise, the Bible says, is yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Every promise. Say every promise. In Christ is yes and amen. Hallelujah. But it comes in this form. There used to be a, a TV program that only a few of you know here. It was called Dobie Gillis. And Maynard G. Krebs was a character in that thing, and he was a beatnik that didn't like to do anything but graft off humanity. <laughs> that was the character. And whenever Dobie would say work, he'd go, work, work. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it's, may it never be. <laughs> Uh, it takes work for you and I to be being transformed. It takes a choice. It takes a labor of love. And interestingly, uh, I, God's put people in our lives, every one of our lives, uh, to cause us to grow. And let me stick to where my thought was over here. Let me come back, dial it back here. In the book of Genesis chapter 1, God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. But then he makes a proclamation for humanity. Let them be fruitful. Multiply. Let them replenish. Let them subdue. And let them have dominion. So that's a prophetic forecast of God's intent for you and I and for all mankind. But not to have those applications or those fears of influence over another human being against his or her will. But it's to manage the things he's given, entrusted to you and I to steward. Amen? So if God's intention for you and I is to be fruitful, what is the devil's intent? That you be unfruitful. If God's intent is for you to replenish... What's the devil's intent? That you don't replenish. That he hinders us. He does, makes every effort. If God says yes, the devil says no. Amen? If God says be fruitful, the devil says I'm going to do everything in my power to try to cause you to be unfruitful. So we can either comply. And I, I've said this and I'll, I'll always say it. There's two types of Christianity, two types of Christians. There are casual Christians and there are committed Christians. Casual Christians are content with being believers. They, there's a, uh, a, a gratification that comes by obeying the word of God and showing up for church on Sundays. Keep holy the Lord's day. Casual Christians pay tithes. 
that when they leave the doors, they just pretty much live for themselves. They're living week to week. Come on. Amen? You're allowed to say amen, even if it includes you in that category on occasion. I think we all, on occasion, may be guilty of going through the motion. Why? Because it takes, where is it? It takes work to be a committed Christian. It takes work to get the fruit of the Word of God out of us. <laughs> In the book of Acts, Paul said this to, his, to the church. He said, in him we live and move and have our being. John said in John chapter 1, he said, and in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and nothing that was made was made without him. Amen? He drops down in a few scriptures later, and he says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, that we might behold his glory. Glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Hallelujah. The Word became flesh so that flesh might be made the Word. The Word became flesh so that fleshians could become the Word. That's a good mantra. The Word became flesh that I might be made the Word. Hallelujah. What is this? Say it. No, with a picture. A tomato plant. A tomato plant. Hallelujah. Tomato seed, but tomatoes are the goal. Tomatoes are the fruit. Amen? So you've heard it in this house. And last week, I honestly, I pondered on it. You know, we go home, we beat ourselves up. <laughs> and reflecting sometimes because it just seems like, Lord, can, can it be lighter? Can it be brighter at times? Because it seems like it's always this, whew, the intensity of the message, the intensity of what God is saying. And honestly, last week I was like, I, I couldn't speak at first. I was afraid to speak. Because of the responsibility of being behind this pulpit and speaking to God's people and speaking to God's sheep. I'd love to have a ministry like Joe Olstein. But even Joel, with every week, <laughs> bringing forth that good message. And I'm not criticizing it. That's how God shaped him. And I, I love his ministry. Amen? But the word of God still works the same through Joel's vessel as every, any and every other preacher. The word has the capability of for teaching, reproof, correction, and training. Timothy, Paul told Timothy that, right? All scripture is inspired by God, profitable, say profitable, for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. So that no matter who's speaking the word, I'm going to say this. It's not just the pulpit. It's you are God's pulpit. Everywhere your foot trods is the pulpit. A place of ministry. Hallelujah. But understand this, that the things you share and communicate, the things we share and communicate 
not just from the pulpit, but in our lives together in the Lord, are going to have one of those four effects in each of our lives. It could be a, a reproof, not harsh. In the pulpit arena, sometimes the offices help to shape how it's said. You understand? Uh, the, the message to Pastor uh, Elena today, it was very strong. I mean, it was a good word. It was a strong word. It was ministered in love, but it was strong. Amen? Uh, there was a, but is that the heart of God or the heart of Elena, or is it both? Does it matter if it's both, if it's right? Amen? I mean, God gets a hold of our heart, and now all of a sudden you feel this inspiration, and you get that river going. Glory to God, and there's a flow, because God wants us to glean something out of it. But even just what came out of her vessel could be for reproof, correction, training, or teaching. Amen? It has one of those four things, and none of them are harsh. None of them are bad. They're for our good. Amen? So if the devil once doesn't want you to be fruitful, he's going to do everything in his strength to make you unfruitful. To see that the word of God... Now listen, that doesn't mean you lose your salvation. You can be saved and unfruitful. But do you really want to be that? That's a good question to ask ourselves. Am I bearing fruit? I refer to this in the Hebrew culture because to be a bar- for a woman in marriage to be barren was a curse. It was considered a curse. Why? Because the purpose of marriage was for procreation and to build the family name. Amen? And to have that family go on from generation to generation to generation. Hallelujah. Amen? So what miracles do we see? In the Bible. Hannah. Amen. Baron. Considered to be cursed. Elizabeth. Baron. Considered to be cursed. Amen. Two miracles right there. Hallelujah. Sarah. Yeah, I forgot about Sarah. How about Sarah? Baron. Considered a curse. What does God do? Blesses them. Amen? And I want to say this. He wants to bless our wombs (laughs) for fruitfulness, our spiritual wombs. With that being said, go to Romans 5.1. I am so encouraged by the word of God, therefore having been justified by faith. First of all, reflect on that for a minute. You and I have been justified by to be sons of God by faith. And through the faith you and I exerted to believe and receive Christ and to repent, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I just want you, how many of you saw that picture on the advertisement of the Nestle Plunge? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Amen? Amen. Let's do the nest heap punch. Okay. Mm. 
it's a great ad. But that's the reality of the peace of God that we enjoy and, and are justified by faith to enjoy. Say enjoy. Say tw- now I'm going to ask you to push the envelope 24-7. 24-7. Next verse, please. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Amen? Amen. Verse 3. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. That's not your favorite scripture to quote, is it? But it's true. It can be true. Let me look, look up here again. But we also glory. Now, where this tomato is, see Romans chapter 5, verse 3. <laughs> and we also glory <laughs> in tribulation. Knowing, and the reason we glory is because tribulation has fruit in our life. Oh, thank you for the one yes. Thank you, Nancy. Tribulation has fruit to be born in our life. I don't want to hear about tribulation. I want to hear about the Deuteronomy blessings. I want to know how much I'm blessed. I don't want to hear the tribulation message. God knows. I mean, how many of you believe that this was hell on earth before you got saved? Hell can't be much worse than it was on earth. For some, anyway. Amen? I believe this was hell before I got saved. I believe what a lot of the things that were going on on earth was close to hell as you, you could get. We, re, we glory in tribulations. Hallelujah. Now, tribulations don't aren't necessary from God, but they're in the earth. It rains on the just and the unjust. Tribulations come on the just and on the unjust. Well, that's not my confession. It don't matter what your confession is. You're going to have tribulation. You can't undo the word of God because you're trying to work your faith above what the scripture says. Hallelujah. Come on, I got plenty of verses on tribulation. And these, these aspects of God's character, tribulation produces what? So everybody say it. Perseverance. Perseverance. Hallelujah. I'm not going to get into the definitions of all. You have your own study to do. Next verse, please. Perseverance produces character. And I can look around this room and I can attest that we're all characters. But that's not the character it's talking about. It's talking about equity. Perseverance brings forth a godliness, a a quality of Christ. Jesus experienced all this, guys. 
why would we think for a minute that we, we don't have to go through this or have this, this, this part of our experience in the Christianity? It's part of the experience we walk out and walk through. Character produces hope. Hope. Hallelujah. An expected end. Amen? Jeremiah 29, 11 said, I know the thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope and expected end. Hallelujah. Amen? Verse 5. Now hope... This is, this is written through the hand of Paul, but as the Holy Spirit breathed into his heart to pen it. Now, hope does not disappoint. Why? Read the verse out loud, all of you. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts. By the Holy Spirit who was given to us. <laughs> Fact. Hope does not disappoint because the love, now I want you to see this tomato as the love of God. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. A question we need to ask ourselves, do we believe it? See, there's a mental assent to the word of God, but then there's a faith that brings joy. And true faith brings peace. True faith brings absolute assurance and confidence that what God said, it is. Many people can quote the Bible, but they don't really believe it. They think they do. There's a difference between thinking you believe and knowing you believe. Thinking comes from the head. Knowing comes from the heart. Well, I'm preaching good. Amen? I'm sorry. I shouldn't exalt my preaching. Hope does not disappoint because the love of God's been poured out in our heart by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. <sighs> I, let's just be real here. Everyone in this room, I'm sure you don't, we're not always cognizant of this verse. But this is reality. This is absolute truth. It's a scripture. Amen? So how do we reconcile our day-to-day -day attitudes with this? I'm looking at Val and I'm thinking she's got the teens and the kids. <laughs> How did we reconcile this when we had five teenagers in the house? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By faith. <laughs> One of the funniest times. Our, we converted the garage for whatever it needed to be. And at one time when we had the five, all seven of us, seven of us in a three-bedroom, one-and-a-half-bath house, <laughs> two boys in one room in bunks, two boys in another room in bunks, the princess had her own room. 
you know, and Carol and I had the garage. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> we finished it off. <laughs> I forget why I was saying that. Oh, Jesus, it's okay. It was pretty funny anyway. I'll get back to it, I guess. So, you know, oh, poor us. No, it was, there was something to that that was kind of funny. Anyway, pour it out. We'll get back to it. So the, holy, the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who's given to us. Oh, that was it. <clears throat> I was talking about Val and anybody in here that ever had kids growing up. You know, you have times. Amen? <clears throat> One time, Carol grabbed me by the hand when all five were teenagers. We ran into our bedroom, which was the garage area, and she shut the door like, <clears throat> I need a break. Too many hormones. Too many harvests. <laughs> she was absolutely right. Amen? But it was kind of a funny story. But where was the love of God that was shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit at that point? It was still there. But I don't think it was being accessed that time when you felt like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on. Let's be real. Write this down. This is what the Word of God says regarding His love. It has been poured out. It literally means to pour forth. And you need to see more than a little glass of water being poured out. You need to see how many of you, you've seen waterfalls. We see this endless supply in a waterfall. Amen. Waterfalls are beautiful. And there's so many different ones you see pictures of. But a waterfall is a never-ending supply. A never-ending supply. Amen? And that we have, we have a never-ending supply of the love of God inside us. Hallelujah. That's pretty cool. And it also means to bestow, that it's been bestowed in us, innate by design and by the DNA. And that... The, a lot of your Greek definitions, they always refer to the King James because the King James grabs some things. It means to, to gush out, run greedily out, <laughs> to shed abroad, to spill. So what God wants to do in you and I, first and foremost, for our personal life and for the ones that are immediately in our family units, is for his love to spill out. Let his love spill out of you. It's a choice and it's work. His love. Let me write, do it this way. L. O. And this pen doesn't write on this kind of material. Love. His love has been shed abroad. Let his love spill out on humanity around you. Why did, the, why did someone even endeavor to write a song? You always hurt the one you love. I mean, you all remember that? I mean, some of you are too young. But there was a song about that. And the song was written from an experience. Why do we hurt the ones we love? It's insane. Really? I mean, right? Why would we hurt the ones we love? 
Well, now you and I have a never-ending supply of the genuine love of God. It's been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost who's been given to us. But we have to be mindful of it. You and I have to not, we don't want to be Maynard G. Krebs Christians. Work! No, we want to say, I'm going to study to show myself approved unto God. A workman handling accurately the word of truth. Amen? Hallelujah. Or workwoman. Hallelujah. I was thinking about this. I wonder what would happen if we could get a caricature, caricature of Christ here in six foot high, an image of Jesus, and then whoever's ministering the word step into it and speak out of it. And then I thought, does it really matter if it's a male or female that we have a device that the person ministering the word and we have a step stool in case it's a child. But no matter who the vessel is, as they speak out, it has this sound of Jesus' voice. And there's curtains around, so we never know if it's male or female or a child. But the voice of God is coming out of that. Hmm. Going to work on that. That'll sell. But the point is, we, the Bible says it's neither, we are neither male nor female in Christ. Amen? So hope does not disappoint, for the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart. It's been poured out. So where are we going with this, Pastor? What, what's the deal? As Pastor Elena, not knowing what I was going to minister on, but we've talked about it, we need to gear up to be for evangelism and being the witnesses God has called us to be. Amen? I'm not an evangelist, Pastor. You don't have to be. But everyone in here is ordained by God to be fruitful and multiply. And that doesn't mean re just reproduction. In the spirit realm, that means winning souls to Christ. It's scary territory if you've never done it. It's new ground. It's new territory. Amen? It can be a little scary and where you're a little intimidated or reluctant. And you know what? We all had to work through some of these quirks. Because... When it's not, let me say it this way, it's not until you start to share your faith that your reputation is on the line. Well, what will people think of Jesus? That's not the thought. What will people think of me? What will this person think of me? Come on. I'm preaching better and you're shouting. See, when it really comes to stepping out in faith and letting the love of God flow out to others, we're on trial every day. <laughs> I love good news. Amen. 
So his love spread. He wants you and I to let his love spill out of us. So let's go here. Let me read this to you. Our hearts, our spirits, are like a field that is called to be fertile and fruitful. You all agree? The Holy Spirit is the water that nourishes the plants. So they will bring forth the precious fruit of the seed of the word planted in it. Pastor Elena was saying something this morning under the unction, inspiration too, I believe, by the way. But I'm just going to, you don't have to turn here, but in Proverbs chapter 12, part of the work you and I do in faith is meditating. In order to get a crop of the word of God, you and I, you've heard it. And it's like, oh, pastor, again? Yeah, again. We need to meditate on the word of God daily. If you want to be fruitful. Now, if you are content, and, and I'm not saying anyone here is, but sometimes in Christianity, people are content just getting out of hell and getting to heaven. And the Bible even makes... Uh, reference that some people will get into heaven as it were by fire. That literally means the skin of their teeth. I mean, the blood of Jesus isn't the skin of their teeth. They'll go to heaven unfruitful, never really being fruitful. By fire is that what I think about is, remember the parable of the talents? One got five, one got two, one got one. The person who got one said, I thought I considered you to be a harsh master, and I buried it. And the rebuke was, why didn't you put it in the bank and gain at least interest for it? Take it from him and give it to the one who has five. You know the story. Amen? I don't want to just get to heaven. I say, oh, you made it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, we're called to be fruitful, to multiply, replenish, subdue, and have dominion. And there's no greater reward. And I'll tell you what. It, and I know most of you, I don't know you fully by any stretch. But when you win a soul to Christ, that becomes a part of your testimony. There's something that happens. There's something that kicks in. When you, when you lead somebody to Christ, there's like a, ah, glory to God, I had the chance to lead somebody to Jesus this week. There's something, it just, there's something that happens in your spirit, man, and your soul, because there's a satisfaction, because all of a sudden, I bore fruit. But yet we know God gives the increase. It meant somebody else could have planted, somebody else could have watered that, but oh my God, God used me to reap it. Hallelujah. Hey, and now with this, I have the responsibility to make a disciple of this person. Because who in here would abandon a baby? Who in here would abandon your baby and leave it on the stoop or in the, on the sidewalk? Say serious business. Say joyful business. Serious. I don't have time. 
That's a lie from hell. No, you're a poor manager of time. Let's just be honest about this. Well, glory to God. I'm glad I came. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that you, as a spirit being made in the image of God, have authority and you have a knowledge and you have discipline. The Bible said he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, sound mind, and discipline. Oh, discipline. I like being lazy. That's the old man. Put off the old man and put on the new. Why? Because the old man is unfruitful, but the new man is fruitful. Boy, that was pretty good about the reputation thing, wasn't it? Well, that's why it's easy to start sharing your faith. When you lose your reputation and gain his, because that's our portion. Lose ours, gain his. (laughs) Hallelujah. Lose your life and gain mine. (laughs) No, glory. I I was there. I didn't even see that. Say Proverbs 12, 12. verse 14. Well, let me start with verse 12. The wicked covet the catch of evil men, but the root of the righteous yields fruit. This is found in Proverbs 12, verse 12. The root of the righteous yields fruit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it together. The wicked covet the catch of evil men, but the root of the righteous yields fruit. Hallelujah. Next verse, Bill. Let's read this together. Come on. Eyes on on the screens. The wicked is ensnared by the transgression of his lips, but the righteous will come through trouble. How? By his lips. That's the context. Wicked are ensnared by the transgression of their lips. Let me tell you something. It's a dangerous thing when Christians start to get wicked with their mouth. I don't believe this is going to work. That's wicked. God's work hasn't worked for me yet. Wicked. Shut up. Better you don't say anything. The Bible says even a fool is wise when he keeps his mouth shut. Let's at least be a wise fool rather than a stupid Christian and pronounce curses over our life. But, say but. Tell your neighbor, but the righteous will come through trouble, tribulation. How? By his lips. Glory to God. That's the context. Hallelujah. How do you know that, Pastor? Next verse. Say next verse. Together, let's read it out loud. A man will be satisfied. (laughs) A little dramatic. Together. With good. How? By the fruit of his mouth. And the recompense of man's hands will be rendered to him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You want your Christian life to prosper? 
get the word in your heart. And the way you get it in your heart, according to Romans 10, is by speaking. We say what we believe with our mouth. And it, we hear it. Listen, faith comes by hearing. It's not just from the pulpit. It's from our meditations. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That goes out of my mouth, in my ear gate, and into my heart. Hallelujah. And the more I say it, the more I'm convinced. I'm, God isn't getting convinced by his word. He already believes it. We're the ones that have the issues. Amen. So how do we get his word in our heart? By, out of our mouth. Now you get equipped and we get equipped. It doesn't matter who's up here. I can sit here. It no matter who's ministry. I get equipped. Hallelujah. Why? Because I made a choice that there's fruit. God wants out of Ray Shannon. Hallelujah. And you know what? None of us get a cape. None of us get a phone booth. There's work that has to take place to become a disciple of the Lord and a fruitful Christian. So a man will be satisfied, not might be satisfied. You will be satisfied, God says. How? By the fruit of your mouth. Glory to God. If we this, you get this straightened out. And your life will be good. This thing. Come on. We talked about this. James talked about it. A tongue can set a whole forest on fire. The tongue, if it's not tamed, is an evil thing. We are called to be a blessing. We're called to be blessed. But how do we live it? Well, let's see. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm having fun. A man will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can be a, a fruit. I am a fruitful witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how you start getting it into your heart. I am a fruitful witness. I was born for this purpose. It's part of who he is in me. So, so get, you encourage yourself that way. Christ in me loves humanity. Christ in me will, is not afraid to share the love of the Father with somebody. Christ in me isn't afraid to pray for that person. To... Oh, I might get, you know, they might be infectious. This could be contagious. Shut up. Work in faith. Father, in Jesus' name, I believe your word. Your word supersedes my stinking thinking. Hallelujah. I believe for you to be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. You know why? The Lord said, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And he didn't say they might throw the dice. This is how I tell people. He didn't say they, they might recover. He didn't say throw the dice, give it a shot. You're, you're going to be healed and recover in Jesus' name. And you can leave and they may think you're a flake. They might think you're a granola bar, a nut. But you know what? God's going to touch them because of your faith. John G. Lake had schools all over of healing. And he had some of the most amazing miracles in Africa and healings. Astounding. They had schools of healing that he developed. And the thing was, when he took teams into Africa or they came to be trained in Africa with all kinds of nasty diseases and sicknesses, 
He said this, and he told his students, you go and you find someone that needs healing, and don't you leave them until they're healed. And he said this to his students, it's not about their faith, it's about your faith. Now, I want to say this. Anybody in their right mind that's been suffering with sickness and somebody comes up and says, God said that in his word that he wants to heal you. They may be so beat up by the sickness or the disease, they don't want to hear it. Because their faith has been fixed in the negative. So it takes love and the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by his spirit to be patient and to persevere through let me say this. Let's, let's look at this, a different spin here. In the scripture, it says, when one suffers, we, how many? So is that truth or is that false? All right. See, we don't always do the equation. We don't always do the math. But if you're going through a tribulation and I'm not, do I just, whoo, glory to God. I'll pray for you, brother. No, he wants love to connect with the person that's walking through tribulation and say, I'm going through this with you. I'm not having any issues right now. I'm not having any problems, but I'm going to stand with you. We're going to get through this together. And then when a whole church family says, we are going to stand together. My God, it becomes exponential in power. One can put a thousand to flight, the Bible says. Two can put 10,000. Do the math. Three can put a hundred thousand. Four can put a million to flight. Man, glory. Well, Pastor, that seems exaggerated. It's the scripture. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Ah, glory to God. I love the word. Say, I love the word. I believe you. So his love has been poured out, shed abroad, flooded, a tsunami in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. Love, agape's love never fails. Say, agape love never fails. So there's the process. I, I, I shared something. I got something from the Lord. I want to find it because I want to say it accurately. Mm-hmm. Where's the Lord? I know we discourage electronics. But that's great for notes. Faith. Faith believes in the work, the process, and the progress. You want to write that down. That's what faith does. Faith believes in the work of the word, the work of God. Faith believes in the work of the word. It believes in the progress of the Lord, 
and the word, and it believes in the process of the word. Work, process, progress, or work, progress, process. However, you process it. <laughs> but that's what faith does. That's why faith is patient, because love is patient. Amen? We saw this in that scripture. In Romans, where it said, and I'll just repeat back there, we don't only glory and rejoice in the hope of God, we glory in tribulation. Knowing that tribulation helps to produce perseverance in our life. <clears throat> Not all tribulation is pleasant. I would say probably most of it ain't. Tribulation isn't a pleasant experience in life. But God didn't promise us a rose garden. He promised us the kingdom. I'm not preaching any erroneous teaching here. Because... Paul said, I have learned to be content in every situation. And I would, I would like to say that most probably every one of us in this room haven't learned that yet. We're learning. But there's a godly contentment that you and I have available to us with the mind of Christ and the heart of God and with his love. That there's a godly contentment that no matter what tribulation we're living in or walking through. And I want to say this. Don't do it alone. Stop being isolated. Proverbs 18.1 says, A man, but a person who isolates themselves, wages against all wise judgment and seeks their own desire. So when you and I, if we fall guilty of that isolation mentality, we're falling into a category that's hostile to us. Because that's not the DNA of the seed or the love of God in us. Amen? It's in the idolatry realm. If I think that I don't need anybody, I've become of a satanic type of mindset. Come on. Satan said, I will exalt myself above the stars. I know better than God. Anybody in here ever been guilty of that? I think we all have been guilty of that, not in our heart, but in some stupid thinking. We've made choices thinking that we know better than what God does. We don't think of it that way, but if we know what the Word says and don't do it, we are, in essence, saying, I'm going to do it my way. <sighs> Hallelujah. I love coming here. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Romans 13, 8. Romans chapter 13, verse 8, if you'll go there. So how does a man eat good fruit? How does a man eat good? By the word of his mouth, through his lips. Hallelujah. Through the lips. Through the words we speak. The words you and I speak produce faith in our heart. Now let me just say it this way and be, bring it home before we read this verse. Any words you speak 
create faith and produce faith. It can be negative faith or it can be positive faith. We can undo God's promise by speaking negativity. That doesn't mean that you can't share a broken heart or a, a, a desire not yet realized. God's not asking us to be robots. He wants us to be real, but he wants us to be calculated. We can't be afraid to share our heart. Amen? In Proverbs, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Anybody ever been there? Let me see your hands. I've been there. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire realized is a tree of life. Um, You all have heard this before. Delay is not denial. Romans 13.8 reads this way. Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Now, here comes the challenge. Here again, getting out of our world and into his. Getting out of our kingdom and having a God's kingdom mentality. Jesus said, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. So even evil people do good things for their own family. Come on. Say amen. Amen. How much more should good people do good things for their family? And then God, in Matthew 12, 46 to 50, Jesus is in the temple. I'm having fun today. Matthew 12, 46. Jesus is in the temple, and a word comes to him, a message comes to him while he's in the temple. Rabbi, your mother and brothers uh, are calling for you. And he makes this statement. Now, they're biological, at least half brothers and sisters. Amen? Joseph is their father. (laughs) He's Jesus' stepfather. (laughs) Amen? You all here? And he makes this statement. And I could just say it. It would be like Jesus here in the temple. Rabbi, Rabbi Ray, your mother and your brothers have come and they seek you. They, 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 need, they want to talk to you. Who are my mother and brother? They, he's in the temple and he's talking to the people in attendance. They who do the will of my father, they are my mother, brother, and sister. So he just sets a law in motion and brings a revelation to the table. There's a blood that is superior to your biological blood. The eternal family. So what does the devil do? He distorts it in cults. There was a song written by the Eagles, Hotel California. It was about a satanic witch house that once you get in, you can never leave. 
Come on. See, covenants are old. You and I have a covenant with Almighty God. Hallelujah. The eyes of the Spirit were almost done. I'm going to have you out of here at 12 today. If the Holy Ghost lets us. See, miracles are still happening. Romans 13, 8. Oh, no man anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. We're talking about being witnesses of the Lamb and winning souls. The eyes of the Spirit are essential to comprehend the reality that God's love has truly flooded our spirits. And the world is the beneficiary of that. Your family is the beneficiary of God's love being shed abroad in your heart. First fruits. Your family eats the first fruits of God's love in your heart. Amen? Your extended family received the first fruits of God's love and the evidence. But love is evidenced. Amen? <clears throat> Jesus even said this in Scripture. Who of you among you does not chasten your children? God will chasten you because he loves you. He's no different than the earthly fathers. Chastening is good because it helps a child straighten his and her path out. Amen? So the chastening of the Lord whether it come personally or from the pulpit, is for whosoever it applies to. See, I, when the word comes forth, I'm always like, I, regardless of the vessel, I'm grabbing it. Jerry Savelle said something in 1983. He said, hey, if you hear something in the word and you're, you're not sure of what it means, he said, don't throw it away. Put it on the shelf. Because God will connect the dots someday. That'll be a piece of the puzzle. Amen. So if correction comes forth from the, let's say, from even the pulpit, love's the motive. It may not seem that way because of the intensity of the delivery, the face. God even said it at, at times. He, he, Carol shared it here. She said one time she was so intense and God said, Carol, your face. God said it to her, like, lighten up a little bit. Yeah, that's what God was saying. The message wasn't tainted or wrong, but it was like th she was so whelmed in the, the urgency and the importance of it. It was like, you know, and God said, Carol, your face. And I'm thinking, Lord, what's my face look like sometimes? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Or Roberts said this. Say, Or Roberts. A seed, this is what Oral Roberts said, a seed is better than a sale, S-A-L-E. A seed is better than a sale. If you buy something to eat, you consume it and it's gone. It was fruitful and brought nourishment for the moment. Then it was gone, eliminated. It's only for a moment. A seed, on the other hand, of the truth of Scripture, which we are enjoying right now. We're eating of the Lord's table. We're eating fresh manna. Well, amen? Never have the attitude, I've heard this before. That's pride and that's arrogance. 
God hates it. Amen? So, a seed, on the other hand, has the potential to create a great harvest, supplying food for a lifetime if managed properly. So, a seed's way better than a sale. Amen? So, what's happening today? An angel spoke, Gabriel spoke to Mary, a virgin, right? Hail, Mary, full of grace. The Lord's with you. Blessed are you among women. Hey, this is the truth. It's scripture. Amen? Blessed are you among all the women. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Blessed are you among women. And, the fr- and what's the rest of it? And the fruit of thy womb. Blessed are you among women and the fruit of your womb. Hallelujah. She said this to the word that was spoken. Be it done unto me according to your word. A virgin who had never been with a man, hearing that she was going to be the matriarch and the mother of the Son of God. It was a type of what God wanted you and I to encounter every time we are hearing the word of God. Our attitude should be, let it be done to me according to your word. Changes the playing field. What happens when you and I do that by faith? I'm suggesting this to you, and I'm, I'm hearing myself saying it, and I'm thinking, okay, Ray, why don't you do this more often? Let it be done unto me according to your word. I'm fertilizing. I'm, I'm fertilizing my spirit, man. Come on. By faith, I'm going to receive the implanted word with meekness, which James said, which is able to save my soul. God planted. Here, we're going to close with this today. We got through page one. God planted his love into our hearts by his spirit. Because by faith, say by faith, faith. he sees an orchard of his love and provision for us and everyone we come in contact with. That's pretty good. Amen. I'll read that again. God planted his love into our hearts by his spirit. Because by faith, he sees an orchard of his love. And provision for us and everyone we come in contact with. What did Peter and John do? Silver, the, when they were going towards the gate called Beautiful. The beggar says, you know, alms, alms. Peter turns his eyes and says, look at us. Now the anointing was on him. This wasn't like, can we get your attention? Look at us. There was an unction. And the beggar looked at him and he said, silver and gold have we none. But in the name of Jesus Christ, what we do have, we're giving. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. Not a blink. Amen. Not a glitch. Pow! 
The gift of faith is in operation, the work and the miracles. Pow! The glory to God. And the scripture teaches that Jesus had to pass by that way several times. But it wasn't the Lord's portion to work that miracle. It was for his descendants. And those things are still possible for everyone in this room. Hallelujah. Say an unction with the gumption for the function. <laughs> We're going there for today, okay? Please stand. I hope that encouraged you all. It's amazing what you can happen with just a bag of seed. Very impressionable. Father, we give you praise. And we give you honor and glory. And, Father, we thank you that your love has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost who's been given to us. <sighs> Honestly, Lord, we're not always cognizant because of the busyness of life and everything else. But, Holy Spirit, in lieu of today's message, because yesterday's gone, tomorrow's not here yet, but today, would you seal this deal in our hearts and our souls and our minds. That on purpose we will choose to allow the love of God flow out of us and spill out of us. To anyone and everyone we come in contact with. In Jesus mighty name. Amen.